Donovan. I'm Arthur. And special guests this week, uh, actually permanent addition for the foreseeable future, Picky is back in Portland with me. I'm so fucking happy about it. Yeah! Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And Arthur, in in celebration. uh, Well, first, you may have heard some of my nicknames. I mean, her name's Pickle. I call her Picky. Uh, That got distorted to Rebecca at one point. Mm -hmm. Becky. Mm -hmm. Becky. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've coined a new nickname uh, in celebration of Picky moving out of here. Oh, yeah? And uh, it's it's Pinchy. Mm. Very cute. It's got two syllables. Starts with a P. Uh, that's about all the reasons for it. <laughs> I uh, love it. But it cracks me up, so. Little, little Pinchy's over here drinking some water. Yeah, sniffing I... her empty bowl. Oh, oh she... I heard that a I little bit. You hear the runaway. You can hear the runaway noise. I did. I did. I'm gonna. I'll gain your audio. I'll make the. I'll make that pop real well. There we go. Oh, we we missed that so much. Peggy coming out here was like the last piece for me of like feeling like I'm at home. Because being in the apartment, you know, even when my furniture got here, I don't know. It just feels like you're staying in the hotel until you know until until the pets get around. Aww. Until the picky. That's so sweet, dude. I'm really happy that she's with you, man. That's awesome. Thank you. Nah, it's it's been good. She uh, she only peed a couple times during the flight. <laughs> well, that's good. And uh, yeah, she seems to have settled in pretty quickly. She's being extra snuggly. I think she missed me. And uh, yeah, it's it's all around good. So that's been the cat update segment. <laughs> and uh, how about relationship questions? How just, about uh, bef- how about anything else? What I mean, yeah, anything before else? we before we get to that, I just wanted to share uh, with our listening audience a game. That I've been playing with my customers down at the Sadness Factory. The title of the game Ooh. is Pac-Mint Jewel Pods. <laughs> Slow that down for you a little bit. Pack of Mint Jewel Pods. So whenever I see somebody who's like a reasonably good-looking early twenties, maybe has like my haircut, like an undercut with a little man bun, maybe gauges, you know, anybody that looks like a young, trendy person, uh, they come walking up to the counter, and before they can say anything, I say, pack them in jewel pods. <laughs> and, I keep track, and I keep track of how many I hit. Today, I was three out of five. So there were two that, that were like, what the fuck are you talking about? And three that were like, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> an, imp- an impressive score. Yeah, Is that a bit good. about your average score for this for this game? This is the first. This is the inaugural day of Pac-Man Jewel Pods, uh, but I I see myself playing it in the foreseeable future. Uh, if I have any impressive scores, I will be sure to let everybody know. Please do. Uh, I feel personally attacked by this game because you would definitely get me. <laughs> Come on, can I as a, like, uh, Pac-Man Jewel Pods? Yeah, as a reasonably attractive, trendy twenty-something mm-hmm. male. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in that demo, and I would definitely say pack them in jewel pods. Mm-hmm. I put a please on there. I'd put a please on there though, because I'm just a, I'm just a friendly, nice guy. Pinchy has raised me well. You're good to service people. That's that's good. All right. Yeah, man. Fuck that. Fuck right. being a dick. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, uh onto the show. We ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready to. I'm ready to go on to the show and. uh uh no transition penis enlargement debacle <laughs> i 
Early 30s F. Recently found out my husband, late 30s M, has been using a penis enlargement device. Uh, equipped with a suction device for the penis, hooked to a traction cord that attaches to the leg. He worked from home and has been using it religiously for almost 18 months and keeping meticulous notes on time worn, eight hours a day, and pulls, tugs, weights, etc. He even held our children on his lap with this on. We have been together for 12 years and sex has always been good, not always consistent since the kids, but still good. He was a good size to begin with, not huge, but definitely above normal. I am super weirded out by this. After he got a new job, I cleaned his office and found all this penis gear, including creams and gels. I'm just wondering if this is a sexual thing, or why do people do this, especially since I've been satisfied? I'm embarrassed to talk to people I know about this, but I can't seem to get over how much effort he put into his dick. TLDR, husband used a penis enlargement system, and I don't understand why. And that was posted by Blue-Footed Booby 13. Oh. Wow. Okay. Some guys are... It's definitely... It's got to be insecurity, right? Like, it's got to be, like, him going, like, oh, man, I'm seeing all these, like, big old porno dicks, and I want a big porno dick. Got to be it. Yeah, pretty pretty much what I would assume. Uh... Fucking weights and a suction device and a tra like the phrase traction cord <laughs> next to penis is just uh, so thoroughly unpleasant. Yeah, well, you, you do not want these things together. Yeah, just go get your fucking uh, go your fucking Jeep Wrangler. You know, put a winch on the front, strap on up, brother. That'll that'll do you right. Oh my god, have you ever seen the like um? Like I'm, I don't know if it was like what kind of uh, indigenous folks this was, but there's like this, like the dude can like stretch his penis out, like fucking like wraps it around like a stick, and like fucking ying ying. Have you seen that? No, <laughs> I was looking <laughs> ying, for it. Ying. <laughs> like ying ying. Yeah, yeah. African tribe penis stretch. Search, find it. Oh fuck. You're on a list now. <laughs> yeah, here we go. This African tribe from Togo and Benin were experts in penis enlargement way before plastic surgery. So we'll, uh, okay, wait. Explain this. They've got a stick and they're wrapping their their dick around. Yeah, it? Yeah, they like wrap their unit around it and like roll it and like like twist it like so that it like wraps around it and like ooh ooh. Now I see. Well, they're just fucking. Surgeon. Yeah. Uh, uh, they, what? They just fucking roll it up like a. Um, I don't know, like a fishing reel, and that's how they stretch it out. Yeah. Is the, is the twisting motion? Yeah. Or I think there's maybe there's like two sticks, and they kind of like work them like a winch. I don't know, man. I know I've seen this before. <laughs> I I recognize this this penis winching technique. <laughs> Let's see. In Benin, where they are known as the Somba, they can be found around the Atacora mountain range of northwestern Benin, sharing a border with the Gur relatives in neighboring Burkina Faso, who also have a huge interest in architecture. What am I reading? (laughs) 
Okay, well, I, I, I reckon this guy's not from Benin, and uh, <laughs> this is not a cultural practice. True. I'm, I'm with I'm with what you said before. You know, he, he's probably on some insecurity about it, and uh, I don't know. Maybe just fucking curiosity. Maybe you get hit with enough of those spam penis enlargement emails, and finally you just are brainwashed into wanting to do it. Maybe that's how that works. Yeah, could be. I'm going to be searching all night um, for this fucking penis stretch thing. Doing it. <laughs> but that's that's about, like, all the reasons we can kind of give you. Don't yeah. talk to him about it. You know? It's, it, it, it's strange that... I don't know if it's strange that he keeps it hidden from you, actually. That is just pretty weird in general. I think if I was attaching weights to my dick, I wouldn't be uh, broadcasting that to my to my SO. But but check with him. See if it's coming from an insecurity. I don't know. Maybe he just got weirdly into this. It, it, it's a it's a strange thing because I mean I'm pretty sure penis enlargement in general is just bogus. Typically, like you're typically. you're gonna mangle it. Maybe you're gonna you know stretch it into like a, a like a gummy worm. You stretch it out. It doesn't just grow. It also thins out. You know what I mean? Like, if there is a consistent working penis enlargement technique, you'd see that shit all over the place because that would be selling like hotcakes and they would yeah. not need to spam it to your inbox to make it sell like hotcakes. This is true. Yeah. I'd do it. Would you so, do it? I'm, if there was, if you could magically you just wave a wand and ding, you got, you got like nine inches. Eh, I don't, I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty cool with where I'm at. I mean, I haven't had any complaints, but also, couldn't it just be, couldn't it be bigger? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard people having complaints on uh, on both directions in that department. And if I'm like, yeah. if it, this has been functioning for all of my relationships and like, you know, I'm feeling good about the sex. Partners seem to be feeling good about the sex. And it's like, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe uh maybe if i could sway, wave a, a magic wand and uh you know it's got some like a knurled texture that'd be kind of cool <laughs> oh man here we go here we go here we go i found it beginning at puberty men of the karamojang tribe of northeastern uganda begin the long arduous process of ritualistic penis stretching a boy will hang a circular stone disc from the tip of his penis adding more discs as he becomes accustomed to the weight. By the time the boy has reached his teenage years, he may carry up to 20 pounds on his penis, by, Jesus. which by this time can measure 18 inches or more in length. To avoid sitting <laughs> on the elongated appendage, the men will often tie their penises into knots and tuck them away. <laughs> Jesus. So what, you got, you got to pee? You got to undo a bunch of fucking knots? Yeah, just undo the knot, and then there you go. Also, okay, if you've got an 18-inch stretched-out penis, how do you have sex? Like, it I feel like, yeah, it doesn't reach yeah, that, full erection. No, that'd be it'd be like taking a, uh, I don't know, like a, a very long piece of rigatoni, and uh, you know, trying to trying to stuff it into, uh, well, what's the fucking other noodle I'm thinking of? That's like the folded up, not oh. ravioli. It's filled with cheese. Uh, would that be a tortellini? There we go. And put it into the tortellini. Thank you. That, that took a little bit of effort to get there, but you get the image I'm trying to put together. You'd just be kind of smushing it. 
when really what you're looking for is more of a manicotti situation. You want something there, like there a cylinder of some of some length and width. Manicot Bruschotti. <laughs> okay, we're 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 slightly off the rails here. You're welcome, listeners, for getting to learn about uh, cultural penis stretching. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, not fucking just just ask him about it. See see what the deal is. I don't know. If you're concerned about this, let them know that, like, hey, like, things were good. You know, you don't need to be insecure about this. And, uh, you know, it, <laughs> it, it, it it seems unhealthy to me. Yeah. And maybe express concern. Like, I just cannot imagine that putting weights and fucking traction cords onto your dick. I cannot imagine that's healthy. No. And but like, I don't know, man. Having the kids sit on your lap while you're fucking stretching your spons. That's, yeah, that's, that's stepping on a line. That's, that's fucking weird. Yeah, you know, it's not like I don't know. I'm, I, I don't get the impression this is like an actively sexual thing, but it's still fucking weird. Yeah. Hey, can you maybe not have the kids sit on your lap while you're stretching your spons out? Can you do that for me? <laughs> for for fucking real. And then what? I don't know. What happens if they come across it and you gotta, you know, you're gonna have that conversation with your kids? Daddy's got some insecurity, so he's got to put some fucking barbell weights on his schwanz. Mm-hmm. Here's, not, not, not good. Here's something I did want to mention uh, uh, in the comments here. Uh, did he know you were going to clean out his office and find his personal stuff? Says Mecha Jerkzilla. Blue footed booby 13 responds, yes and no. Said I was going to clean stuff up, saw the locked cabinet, and couldn't help myself but break in. Jesus. She was like, what's in here? <laughs> I smell dick stretching devices. <laughs> I do imagine that they have very distinct odor. Um Oof. Oof. But yeah, so that's a little that's actually a little fucked up on her part, I think. She's like breaking into personal effects. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know either, but that that is a little weird. Like if you're married and you've got like this locked cabinet that your partner doesn't really know about that's that's kind of suspicious I, okay. a lot of the your communication doesn't seem very good here given that you didn't just ask him about this shit right that he's been doing this for 18 months without any sort of talk about what's going on here just mention uh, to him that you, know, you didn't he, notice his dick being bigger it's not like the lead into this question <laughs> was like my penis my husband's penis is uh mysteriously <laughs> you know inches longer and way girthier <laughs> You like found a traction cable, <laughs> yeah. in a suction cup, and went like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Okay. Well, so cl- yeah, clearly, clearly, this shit does not work. I don't know. There's a bunch of sketchy shit happening in this relationship here. Fucking, fucking, talk to him. Maybe stop locking, you know, shit up away from each other with that explanation, and uh, talk about your damn feelings. Don't shift them onto dick weights for eighteen months. I think that ties it up into a nice bow much like the men of Benin can tie up their penises. <laughs> All right, let's 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 move on. Let's keep going. Keep going. Uh M- yeah, sorry, that, that last that last bit might have been a bit of a stretch. M18, I'm trying to find a hobby. Let's go. M18, I'm trying to find a hobby to bring me and my girlfriend F18 fighter jet closer together so we've been dating for two years and our talks are the same all the time and when we were together 
We just sit and watch TV. I'm a CNC programmer and I do CAD design. She's an SFX artist and we have nothing in common with hobbies. I'm a DIY kind of person, but she prefers sitting and watching TV, which I find mind numbing. We're spending less time together and I just want something for us to do together to bring us together. If you've got any hobby ideas, please let me know. Or am I wasting my time trying to find a hobby for us? TLDR, what hobbies can a couple do to bring them closer together? And that was posted by That Pringle. Uh, um, uh, start rock climbing together. All right, hey, it's time for the anonymous question box. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Woo! Woo! Indeed, we've got two questions in there this week from listeners like you uh, that we will get to in just a second. But first, I got to tell you, as always, to new listeners or those of you with short memories, we've got our anonymous question box where you can submit your questions to the show. We will read them and we will answer them. If you'd like to do that, the uh, the link's on our Instagram bio. The link is in a Facebook post every week, and uh, you don't need an account. There's a box. Type your question in, press send, and then all of a sudden it's coming out of our beautiful voice boxes. Voice boxes? Jesus. Hey, uh, but here's our first one from this week. What do you say? I love it. Let's do it. Cool, because uh, my boyfriend and I have been together for three years. I love him, but we are struggling with our sex life. The problem is that he says he physically can only have one orgasm per day. Bullshit. One of four situations happen every day. Number one, he masturbates, and I am not in the mood that day. We get along great. Two, he masturbates, and after work, I am horny, and then he rejects me. Three, he does not masturbate, and I am not in the mood. He gets frustrated. Four, he does not masturbate. I am feeling frisky. We have great sex. For a while, I tried trying to let him know in advance if I would be in the mood later. But it backfired a few times when I ended up having a tough day at work, and he was even more disappointed when I did not want to have sex. I'm at a loss. Suggestions for how to make sure neither of us is left wanting. Y'all need to start eating oysters. Or at least he does. That's that's one of them. That's one of them aphrodisiacs I I done heard about. He needs you need he needs to do something to uh to get to get fucking more into it. You know what I mean? So it's like you guys got to find a way to make him more interested in it because like he says that he can physically only have one orgasm per day. You can maybe have like one really good orgasm a day. And then you have, like, a few more that aren't as good. At least that's my experience. Like, I've just never heard of anybody who's, like, one and done, 24 hours, that's all I got. Never heard of that before. So it seems like his... fucking... Yeah. 24-hour refractory period. That's too long. Uh, Yeah. So I I feel like something's up with his libido. He's just got, like, a low libido. So, like, maybe discover some ways... Because, like... The least sexy sex is scheduled sex, you know? Oh, for sure. Uh, when I get home, uh, we're going to fuck. 
which is hot in its own way. I don't know why I said that like Obama, but uh, when uh, <laughs> I mean it's kind of hot in its own way, but it's not as like viscerally like it doesn't grab your dick as hard, you know. So like no, it's. Yeah, it's maybe not. you guys explore kinks or something. Maybe you figure out something that you guys can get into together that's going to make him more interested in having sex. Yeah, but but I think in general too, just step back from this a bit. Like the way you're describing this, like it it, it sounds like a chore. Like it sounds like this is a box you got to check every day, and you know if that box isn't checked, then you're going to be pissed off. And if one of you checks the box too early, then like yeah, everything's fucked. I've just I, I, this this need to schedule and have this on a regular basis. Arthur, you're right in that. Yeah, that's that's not particularly sexy. It just becomes almost tedious. Um, but then on top of it, like that's such an obnoxious amount of pressure to have on everything. Yeah. Like, well, man, I'm kind of turned on. Should I master? Oh wait, what if my girlfriend uh, gets back? Like, if she wants to have sex, but then I'm like, wait, what if she is like ends up not being in the mood? Like. Yeah, just just chill on this, you know? And I think you're right. Try some, maybe get into some kinky stuff. Try some other things to, like, make things a little bit more exciting. And, uh, you know, because some people have low libidos. If it's not literally that he can only come once a day, which I don't really suspect that it, that it actually is, you know, there's things that you can, you can do to increase that. Because I, th- I think that low libido a lot of times just comes from, you know, things do get kind of repetitive. and mm-hmm tedious and you know you just you just kind of lose interest so i don't know do some things to spice things up but uh you know i just 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 chill on this a little bit give give each other some space in the sense that like be be understanding if this ends up not being timed all right like that's it's okay and if you know if the, the box isn't checked in the perfect way every single day that's that's not the worst thing in the world right yep about right. I think we I think we nailed that one. I think we're good there. Best of luck to you. I, I think so. Maybe we maybe we throw a plug for our uh, want will won't list in there. Yep. Uh, which we haven't talked about in a little bit. It's a uh, that's a good way to kind of broach new kinks or, or sexual interests. And uh, we've talked about it earlier episodes, but, it, you know, in general, you, you know, each come up with your list of things you want to do, things that you will do, things that you will not do, and uh, compare notes on that. And, you know, the process itself is pretty hot. And then you might find some common interests you're, you're both in and, and, you know, that, that can add some extra, some extra fucking spiciness to things. True that. Yeah, good idea. Do a want, will, won't. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But good, good luck out there. This... This will work out, though. Hey, Donovan. What's up? Is it a good idea to try and get back with an ex, even if it has been a while since you broke up? Define a while. Uh, call that's, it. That's kind of a big factor. Well, let's see. Let's take a look at a calendar. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Uh, what would it have been? Would it have been, like, April... Of 2017, we broke up. So April 2017, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. 
18 months. Year and a half. Got back together. And then three months go by. And she tears my fucking heart out of my chest. Shits on it. <laughs> and then throws it into a river. Um, so my answer is going to be no. Never. And and this is this is, I've I've felt this way for a long time before. And I made an exception because I am stupid. So the thing is, if you break up with somebody, that was for a reason. Y'all decided Yes. Maybe through mutual acrimony. You know what I mean? Maybe you both decided that you fucking hate each other's guts and you can't stand each other, or one of you falls out of love runs away or um there's just you both love each other but there's some fundamental incompatibility millions of reasons to break up but if you get back together the things that sucked before will continue to suck <laughs> unless you've gone through some drastic transformation yeah and and so you know i'm just picturing this as some kind of like time function or as time goes on, how much is the likelihood of things working out? And that's that's got to be, you know, kind of a gradual slope upwards. Like, and it's a real, real slow slope to get there. Because people don't change very quickly, if they do change, uh, you know, on the things that are relevant to this relationship. Um, but that, that sort of like those things that typically make a relationship incompatible, like those are pretty fundamental things to a person. Right. And for somebody to change on like one of those fundamental things, you know, especially as, as you get older, you know, that that's going to take some serious time. So like I can't I don't know, I can't give you some specific year range. I would say that it's probably in years before you can get back together and things are going to be any different. Um but but it's going to need to be some substantial time apart. Uh, definitely past the point where, like, you still got feelings. Like, I, I, I'm of the opinion, and I think in most cases, that, you know, if things are all of a sudden going to work out for good, like, you guys have to have gotten over each other and, like, then found your way back rather than sitting there kind of pining and, oh, I don't, oh, okay, we're going to give it another shot. Because, yeah, I, I just, like you said, right, there, there's reasons... You fucking broke up with each other, and you certainly don't change very much as a person. Like if you're still, if you still fucking got the feelings for for this person, I don't know if I articulated that particularly well, but you, you know what I mean. Like to make that fundamental change, I think you got to be alone, or at least not with this person for for a good amount of time. It's totally true, and uh, I think what you said is perfectly accurate because here's some fucking words. That I said in November of 2018. <laughs> this is hitting home for Arthur. I never stopped loving you. Yep. Some words I said. Yep. They were true. I wasn't lying. Uh, and now. Uh, fuck. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, don't. Don't go and don't go and take another another swing for things like if you can recognize those reasons and it's not something likely to change. Because I guess that's that's leading me to say the only exception would be like I don't know you broke up because 
you know, the the one was an alcoholic and now they've had treatment. And, right. You know, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, that's very clear change. Yeah, they've they've really done some work on themselves. And like it's sort of like if there's a glaring flaw, like something unhealthy that a person is doing that is kind of universally recognized as unhealthy. The person recognizes uh, after some soul searching that it's unhealthy and they discontinue the behavior. Then yeah, that's, that's one thing. If it's something fundamental about a person, which isn't necessarily a negative trait, but it's a trait they possess. Yeah. Just the way that you are. Yeah. Then that, you can't change that. That's just, that's part of your whole fucking deal. So that doesn't change. Uh, I'm going to say never don't do it. I'm going to say one and done for every relationship ever period. Don't look back. Keep moving forward. We're going to make it to the top of that mountain. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say that too. I don't think it's a good idea. And uh, even if it has been a while, well, like, I think there's only a chance of it being a good idea if it has really been a fucking while. So I I think that the person asking this question, I reckon you're asking this, you know, because maybe you've got some lingering feelings for an ex there. Um, And if that is the case like that, just just definitely don't do this. Don't don't engage with like the. You know, going back over and like, oh, these things were good. Like, I don't know. Just just get out there and date some other people. I think I think that's going to be your best move. Straight up. Well, all right. Uh, don't do it ever. Uh, but what we should do is move on to this next question. What do you say, Donovan? I say that we do. And uh, he says he's made every single female he's ever been with come for the first time guy 21 M says he's made every female he's ever been with 25 plus come the first time. Okay. 25 plus people. We had sex. He definitely knows what he's doing, but I 25 F definitely didn't come. You broke the streak. Um, <laughs> yeah. Combo breaker. <laughs> Mortal Kombat so I'm 11 doubtful came about out, so, so I'm doubtful about his claim. So, ladies, how many times have you come the very first time you had sex with a guy? And men, have any of you experienced making more than 10 females come the first time? Are they faking it? Is he full of shit? Or what? LOL. And that uh, was posted by... Van Ek- Van Exer. Oh. I just want to know one thing. Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my god. Stop fucking lying. No, you didn't do that. <laughs> that didn't happen. It never happened. You didn't you didn't do that. This is this is a liar who is bragging. And um it just didn't happen because, listen, you know, they say uh, it's easy. Uh, men come easy. You make a man come real easy. Um, I typically don't come the first time with a new partner. Can't do it. Not comfy. Uh, so we um, <laughs> no, this didn't happen. It's not true. Yeah, I don't, I don't think this is impossible to happen. 
Um, but the sort of person I think who's like somehow extremely good at sex and also like just happens to have all these partners who are like able to get comfortable very quickly, like that sort of person is not the sort of person who, you know, is hooking up with this woman for the first time and is like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah fucking all the other girls I've had sex with uh, made him come for the first time. Like, the dude who just brings that up <laughs> when, yeah. he's, when he's having sex with this new partner, that dude is full of shit. That dude is absolutely full of shit. I want to know exactly how he made that come up in the conversation. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. did they talk about it? Were they, talk, were they doing pillow talk? And he's like, yeah, I made every girl I've ever been with come the first time. Or were they, like, you know, eating manicotti at the fucking uh, Italian restaurant? <laughs> And uh, she takes a big bite of that ricotta-filled uh, fucking noodle log with the sauce. <laughs> and, and he goes, every woman I've ever been with has come the first time. How, like, how do you not just, like, laugh so hard you spit your food out at him? Like, it's such, how, how about, it's such a ridiculous claim. How about there at home, he's in the bathroom, and she's like, hey, come here. And he's like... Did you just say come because the first twenty five women, last twenty five I've been with, I made all of them come for the first time. He's he's putting you on, man. This didn't happen. Uh, like didn't happen. I have I have yeah. been with women who climax the first time we were together. That has happened, but it has not been. <laughs> I don't. Have, that's a, that's an unbeatable streak. This guy's on performance-enhancing drugs. If this is the case, he's got to have an asterisk next to this record. If this is if this is what's happened, yeah, because because I've been in the same situation. You make a new partner come, but I would definitely say that that's more on them and their ability to like be comfortable or True. like come more easily than it is like my own fucking sexual prowess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. I think that's it, it, definitely more on. Just kind of the the dice roll in that situation because everybody's different, you know, and ability to come with a new partner and just how, how easy it is to come in general and definitely more the result of that dice roll. Like, yeah, dude, like I got a sick tongue game and uh, I always I always win. I don't know what this voice I keep going back to I is, like but it. like I have a very distinct image of this fucking dingus. I like that a lot. Good times. Uh... I would like okay, I would classify myself as a journeyman. <laughs> Are you familiar with the term journeyman? Yes. Uh noun, a worker or sports player who is reliable but not outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Couple of journeymen up here. Yeah. See? Cause like a journeyman works under a master, so yeah, I'm I'm doing my best. Yeah, I'm not a fucking professional. I like to call myself a position player. You know, a, with that a, term, elaborate. Like in uh, in baseball, there's like uh, like he's a really solid position player, meaning like yeah, he plays like uh, like outfield, like midfield, and uh, he's pretty good out there. Does okay, uh, but you know nobody's gonna write home about him. He's not gonna get like a like an ESPN 40 for 40 documentary about him, but like he can definitely play center field. Maybe, maybe good 
in in a couple certain departments, you know, yeah. you're, you're not just hitting home runs all all over the place. Yeah, but I can make the throw to first like really consistent. <laughs> there, you, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. In, in general, I think this dude is just kind of puffing himself up here. I don't know that. I just I don't think that points to a particularly good quality in a person. Like if that's how you're going to come in sexually, I just I think that's going to be associated with a lot of like negative sexual qualities. Yeah. I, it's it's douchey. It's but, just fucking douchey. And that's showing his insecurity that he's got to let you know. First of all, I've been with 25 women. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the little quick humble brag fucking tucked into there. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's just it's not good. I don't know. That's that's a weird fucking thing to be talking about for the first time with your partner. Yeah, and yeah, th- this dude just sounds like a douche. We had sex. He definitely knows what he's doing. But I, twenty five F, definitely didn't come. This is a journeyman. This is somebody who's out here <laughs> trying his best. He's doing he's doing good work. He knows what he's doing. But he's never getting a forty for forty. That's not happening. Or maybe he's fucking trash garbage and he's just had a series of 25 very nice women, you know, who are kind enough to try not to hurt his feelings. And, uh, you know, I just said, oh, yeah, like, you know, that was great. Oh, does he have a fucking chalkboard, too? Or like one of those little thumb clickers, like a ticket taker uses? Yeah, to sure, sure, sure. Coming in? Yeah, you know? or like um, maybe he has like a like a model fighter jet at home. That he goes and he just like puts little marks on like the nose. <laughs> for I did kills. not know you were going with that. Oh, that's fucking good. Like yeah, the fucking like the fucking ace or whatever the the yeah the fucking kills on the side of the fighter jet. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I saw it. No, I don't, I don't buy it. And also, you know, you you definitely didn't come. I don't know if this question was in any way coming from like a some kind of like, oh, no, is there something wrong with me? I don't think I really get that sense entirely. But, like, just in case, that's that's normal as fuck. I think that's definitely most women. You know, Arthur, as you said, I think, I think most men are pretty, you know, it's a pretty easy process to begin with. Um, but I don't know. This this is no official statistic, but I feel like women I've talked to, it's, it's pretty common to be like, yeah, like, you kind of got to get to know your partner there. It's a more... Mm-hmm. More complicated situation, and I think requires a bit more trust than just, you know, than dudes do. That's just kind of my understanding. Yeah. See, I've gotten, like, um, fucking, like, great job. I almost came. Like, I've had women, yeah. like, very enthusiastic about, like, you almost did it. Kick ass. Definitely. Definitely. You know, or okay, like not quite, and then you're like, oh, okay, like what you know, but what what are you into? Yeah, like exa- yeah, just How, just what? open that fucking dialogue, see what they're into, and then accommodate them. Yeah, right don't on. go fucking. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't come. Well, that's fucked because uh, the last I gotta do the voice one more time. Because last twenty five women, they fucking blue coming over my face. Why did he turn into the guy from Blink One Eighty Two? <laughs> yeah, that's, maybe that's maybe that's who this is. I don't know anything about that guy. Tom DeLong, I, I feel think. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that for some reason. That name sounds familiar. <laughs> All right, you're good. Stay away from this douchebag. I don't know. Find find somebody who's not a braggadocious little little bitch about these things, and uh, 
Yeah, keep keep on trucking. Perhaps we will find them in the friend zone. Oh shit, we haven't done the friend zone drop uh, in a little bit, so I just want to say friend zone a few times so we can really, really uh, wobble it up. Friend zone, friend zone, perfect. Friend zone, very good. Okay. Uh, the friend zone is our segment where we deal with a non-romantic uh, question. And uh, this week, it go like this. I-23M must uninvite a former close friend, 22F, from our annual camping trip. Hello, everyone. Hello. I am having Howdy. a moral... <laughs> Howdy. I am having a moral dilemma on how best to deal with uninviting a friend from an annual camping trip. Some background. A group of us from school... Go on an annual camping trip. I organize the trip every year. We're all graduating, but would like to carry on the trip for as long as we can. We have all just come back from an internship year away from each other. My friend Kim has come back and has had a total personality change. She is openly racist, sexist towards women, and turns every conversation sexual. She is also rude to everyone she encounters, and she has no filter uh, to what she thinks is appropriate to say. During the previous trip, she said she could not handle her alcohol and led, and it led to her acting out in ways that could have gotten people hurt. Multiple people have told me they don't want Kim to come on the trip this year, and many have said they will not come if she does. I don't know how to deal with this. The last year has been an eye-opener, and I do not intend... Uh, on carrying on my friendship with Kim once we graduate. I think it's safe to say that she will not be invited on the annual trip this year. However, she thinks that everything is well, and it will be another great trip. She has confided to me that she's depressed. She's seen a doctor, got on antidepressants, but her attitude persists. What is the best way of dealing with uninviting her? As of now, no official plans have been made, typically a Facebook event, which leads to a group chat with everyone who can come. Would it be best to just not invite her and hope she doesn't find out? Tell her why she's not being invited? I can't see an option which doesn't end with her being devastated. But my friends have made it clear that she is not welcome this year. LDR, my friend is suffering from depression. She has had a personality change and is openly racist, sexist, and crude. The majority of my friends would like to uninvite her from her annual trip. I'm looking for the best way to uninvite her without devastating her. And that was posted by... Let's try this again, 20. Jesus. She fucking comes back from this internship and all of a sudden she's a huge, huge racist. Yeah. Where do you think she was interning, Arthur? The the Donald Trump White House? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was going to say um, oh. uh, fucking Turning Point USA or Prager U. Oh, also good. I was also considering saying the KKK factory. I thought that was a funny combination <laughs> of words there. Uh, on uh, on Chapo, they often talk about the racism factory. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's where she was fucking, fucking yeah, working. Where they like manufacture racism. And, you know, working the fucking bigotry stamp press all day. You know, you breathe in some of those fumes. You just start, you start fucking contracting chuditis. <laughs> So like I don't know, man. Something happened this to this is, lady. This is, something yeah. went down, and shit's real fucked up with her. Um, here's okay. My initial response was gonna be, uh, tell her to eat a bullet, and uh, never speak to her again, and hope that that whole situation sorts itself out. But I'm feeling a little more compassionate. So here's what I think you do. 
And I think maybe you have a chance to kind of turn this around for this woman because um, a social event like this is something that can be very formative for a person. You know, she's been on this trip uh, with y'all before and uh, clearly it meant a lot to her, you know, because she's like, Mm -hmm. things are, you know, she still wants to go. Um, And you guys are graduating. This is like a really formative period in her life. So I think if you tell her, hey, you're a big fucking chud now and none of us <laughs> like it and it fucking sucks. If you like, like I ideally what I want to have happen is you make it clear to her that her behavior and her thought processes and her attitudes are unacceptable. And so you let her know all this and she's able to come on the trip and handle herself and make a change in her life. Like I, I'm like, ideally what I'm hoping is you let her know what's going on. She comes on the trip. She handles herself. She reevaluates her positions and comes away from this, a better person. That's my ideal here. Um, Yeah, man, you got to have the come to non-racist Jesus moment with her here. But this is, I'd just be asking, like, what is going on with you? Because, you know, she's suffering from depression. Like, okay, you know, there's some mental illness involved in there, you know, and that fucks with people. But I don't think to the degree that just all of a sudden you become like this raving fucking racist asshole. Like, I would wonder, where the fuck did this come from suddenly? Like, you guys have been friends up to this point. That hasn't been there. Like, what fucking happened? You know, has she had some sort of, like really fucking severe mental break here or is it like more of a situation of she's in this really rough time maybe she was hanging out over the summer with like a bunch of fucking racist dickbags and those kind of people like to prey on people you know who are kind of vulnerable like this having a rough time insecure and so I'm with you there too where like I, I think this is a pivotal moment and if you tell her to fuck off she's gonna double down on that shit I think keep hanging with those pieces of garbage And, like, that's not your responsibility to direct her away from it. But, like, if this girl has been your friend in the past and this came out of nowhere, just fucking confront her about it. Be like, what is the deal? Like, I'd like you to come on this trip, but, like, we're all uncomfortable because you've been just fucking saying the N-word all the time or some Mm -hmm. shit. Like, because this shit doesn't typically come out of nowhere. You know, people don't usually flip a switch and then all of a sudden they're wearing a fucking MAGA hat. It's it's strange. There's got to be some reason for it. You know, I, I think at least at least have the come to Jesus moment, confront her about it, and, and give her a chance here, and, and see, you know, see if you can get to the bottom of this, and it's it's something you can make her aware of, and, and hopefully make her change. Um, give her, but give if her she the, doesn't do that, then yeah, fuck off. Give her the opportunity to come with, and prepare an escape hatch for her, <laughs> like for the first night. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe make nearby hotel arrangements and be ready to pay for an Uber. Cause I'm at, you know, if I'm going on a camping trip, I'm gonna get fucking drunk. And it sounds like, you know, this is kind of a boozy camping trip. Cause she said she couldn't handle her alcohol last year. Um, uh, yeah. So like get ready to like, give her the opportunity to come. If she is like a big fucking chudlet, uh, <laughs> fucking uber her ass to the holiday inn and tell her like 
Okay, I got you a place to sleep it off. You can't fucking stay here. Uh, I I like that for the I don't know the absurdity of that such like being able to Uber yeet this person out of there if they fuck up. But I I think you gotta just confirm this shit with her. You know, that get her to recognize the issue. Hopefully, be apologetic. Oh yeah, and be like, like, like if she... oh yeah, I've been going through a rough time and shit before before allowing her to go on it. If she doesn't, yeah, if she doesn't uh, act in a in a uh, like, if she doesn't give you a mea culpa when you lay it out for her, when you go like, uh, you're a big racist cunt, and we hate your guts, and uh, we can't stand you, but you can not be a racist. <laughs> you can come on the trip. Uh if she doesn't immediately go, Oh, like that's not cool. Like racism's not cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like ah yeah, like, yeah. It, like, or I've had some shit going on. Yeah, and she's like, Oh like if she can't give you a satisfactory answer, obviously don't invite her. Um but if I'm she, sure you're saying you, you, yeah, you got like, the contingency plan ready for after that. Right. She gives you say she gives you the like, you know what, I'm you're totally right. I, uh, I've been behaving inappropriately. I've been in a really dark place and I've been, um, like displacing my anger towards myself on, on, uh, on people who aren't like me. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know, if she doesn't like apologize and like put her head down and go like, I'm so sorry, please let me come on the trip. Then don't invite her. If she does go, you know, okay, yeah, fuck, I'm sorry. Contingency plan. Then invite her, have a plan ready to uh, Uber yeet this chick out of the fucking party. Which, by the way, Uber yeets is something. There's there's a joke there. <laughs> that is. Oh, that is. Well, there's, let's there's keep that there. one in the back pocket. Let's well, put that in the development environment. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> that's, got some, that's got some potential. That's got legs. Um, Alternatively, outside the campsite, you put down a bear trap, right? And inside the bear trap, you put a mega hat, you put a Milo Yiannopoulos book, uh, you put a glass of milk, maybe Mm -hmm. a whole jug of milk. I think racists like milk. It just seems fitting. And then uh, uh, that fucking Pepe frog Mm -hmm. that was horrifically wrenched away from the good side of the internet, put one of those pins in there. And if she's being cool and stuff, like maybe she's just being hiding about it, but then in the middle of the night... You hear the bear trap snap shut, you know. Well, fucking two birds stoned at once there. You know, this girl's no longer a problem on the trip. And you, you bear trapped a racist. So that's, that's mm-hmm. a couple of wins at once. That's when, you, uh, that's when you pass out the broom handles. Everybody just goes and fucking beats the shit out of her while she's caught in the bear trap. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Sorry I said cunt earlier, everybody, by the way. I know it's, it's, a little, uh, it's a loaded word for some people, but like, come on. I, I feel it, but also, but also fucking racists. Right. All right. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I hope there's some explanation from this and you can reach her. And this isn't like just some sudden personality change to the really fucking garbage side of humanity. Um, but only fucking time will tell. You got to give her, you got to give her the come to Jesus moment. See what happens. But again, you know, ultimately, this is not your responsibility. If she wants to be a piece of shit, then, like, you don't have to fucking accommodate her. True. True that. True that. Well, goddamn. All right. Uh, 
That was kind of the land of the strange, so uh, let's go ahead and take a jot to another question that, oh, lo and behold, is also very much in the land of the strange. What Can't do you wait. say? Can't wait. Oh, right on, because uh, the guy I'm talking to says he uses a separate phone to message me. A guy, M30, that I'm, F21, talking to, uses a separate phone to text me. He says it's because I'm special to him. We've been talking for some time and get together often, so I know him pretty well at this point. He's been really clear that he's interested in me, and he's definitely not in a relationship, so that's not the reason. But the more I think about it, the weirder it seems. Any idea on why he might be doing this besides me just being special? TLDR, the guy I'm talking to currently, told me he uses a separate phone to text me because I'm special to him. Okay, you literally just restated the question. You you, you get the idea. <laughs> Do we need a TLDR for a fucking three-sentence question? No, I think, I think we're God good damn. there. Um, All right, it was posted by uh, Ty Ray. Ty Ray, you are the burner girlfriend. <laughs> Man, like, what the fuck? Like, who has multiple phones other than, like, drug dealers and philanderers? Yeah, or, or, or you know, fucking work phone and regular phone, but it's not like... Yeah, put put everything on the work phone, and then but I talk to you on the regular phone, and you're the only one. Yeah, there's no way in hell. Yeah, I, I literally cannot think of an innocent explanation for this. I take that back. Okay, he's, he's 30, though. My only stretch of an innocent explanation for this is, like, he's from some super religious household, and he's got to hide his relationship, mm. which is tied up in its own sketchiness. But, yeah, I, I, I think that's a pretty big stretch. I do I, feel... I, I, I can't think of a situation where this isn't fucking weird. I do feel like his reasoning is you're special to him. It's fucking strange, dude. I love you so much. So I bought an iPhone that I only use for you. So your messages are not tainted by the messages of my plebeian other friends. I'm not thinking that it's an iPhone. I'm thinking it's like, uh, like a fucking burner from breaking bad, like on Metro PCS. (laughs) He's like some he's, fucking track phone. Yeah, he's paying by the text <laughs> to talk to yeah. you. Which maybe means you are special. He's paying by the text. He's paying ten cents every time he texts you. Yeah, he got the phone specifically so that he could spend that extra money to show how much he cares about you. He's gonna pop out the bill and be like, cares so much about you. I spent thirty dollars and sixty nine cents this month just to text your ass. No. What? But okay, th- this th- maybe there could be some explanation for it. But if you ask this dude, what is up with what is up with the other phone? Like this is strange. And the only reason he gives you is that it's because you're special. Uh, that is fucking nonsense. Uh, 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 uh you're special to me. Yeah. Nope. That, that's Way not a miss. reason. That's not how that works. That's that's not a fucking reason. That that's it's so strange. So yeah, I think you're either the side girl here. Um, that's that's the only thing I can think of. Do yeah. you have another theory on this? No, she is the Boost Mobile yeah. girlfriend. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck man, she is she is the total wireless woman. Also, I mean, she does say he's definitely not in a relationship, uh, but you know, gives no kind of explanation there and that would worry me that if you're so confident about this 
that you're like just completely discounting that as a possible reason, even though his only reasoning is that you're special. Uh, that's that. Uh, that's not good. Yeah. Like this should be setting up a lot of alarm bells. And I mean, good on you for asking about this. You clearly know that something's up about this. But yeah, Jesus Christ. Besides the whole family situation, which I feel like he would just tell you about, mm-hmm. I can't think of another reason. I, I feel like this has got to be some infidelity. Have some fun. Have a good time. Do your thing. Get some dick. But don't put any stock into this because it could uh, disappear. It could vanish into thin air. Like out of nowhere. And that seems to be the intention. Oh, which, hey, here's another fucking theory. Uh, He's only doing this so that he can delete the phone and hide the evidence when he fucking murders you. Oh, yeah. He's trying to keep as little bit of a paper trail as possible. That's also true. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to yeah. snap that phone in half and, like, drop it in the New Mexico desert, a la Breaking Bad. Along with you. <laughs> get 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 away from this. I just, this is this is bad news. That's probably And, true. you know, if you don't get a bad vibe in general, which I don't know how you couldn't, but dig into this, get a fucking reason beyond just writing it off as special. And if you won't do that, get, get the fuck away from this. This is sketchy, like whatever train of thought you go down. He's either a murderer, he's a cheater, or uh, or he's having family issues and he's too fucking nervous or, or weird to talk about it. That's kind of the best of the options that I that I have thought of. Or he's a fucking weirdo who expresses affection by putting his girlfriend solely on this track phone account as a token of his love. Uh, just um, Just one more thing here. Cricket Wireless. I just wanted to make sure we said all of the, like, all of the burner phone providers. There we go. Yes. I knew there was another one in there. I ever tell you my track phone story? No. Let's hear it. Okay. I don't know how good of a story it is. When I was in, uh, when I was in fifth grade, we had, like, accelerated reader tests. Do you remember those? I do. I do remember those. And basically, like, you read books, you take a little test on it, and you get points for it, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm in, yeah, I'm in fifth grade. We do that. I fucking loved reading as a kid. I still like reading pretty well, but like hard. That's like, all I fucking did. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, so I'm like, I think I even fucking figured out how to spark notes or I just take the tests and like, because there were multiple choice. You'd take like Moby Dick. And if you pass, you'd get a dick load of points for like no effort. Because I definitely did not read Moby Dick. Anyways, uh, so I won. And the grand prize, there's a prize for, you know, each of the different kind of places. Uh, the prize was a fucking track phone. And this is, this is like 2002. Wow. And I'm fucking 11. Wow. 12. So <laughs> the, the prize is like a burner phone when you're 11? That's cool yes. as hell. Yes. Yes. And I was fucking stoked about it. Oh, you know? yeah. I, but because I think. You, you can could start like, slanging play. in fucking fifth grade. <laughs> No, exactly. But no, no, I can't. Like, it comes with, it, the thing came with 10 minutes. And I remember taking it back, showing my parents, and they're like, well, like, how are you going to, like, how are you going to pay for this? Like, it's also like 2002, like, you're a fucking child. Also, who are you going to call? You know, none of your <laughs> friends have phones. You're going to, like, call their fucking place? Like, do you need to do that on the go in your busy fucking fifth grade life? <laughs> But I'm like, I know I have ten, it came with the 10 minute card. And I just remember like thinking that's so much fucking time, dude. I can do so many calls with that. No. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't think I ever even activated it. Cause I think I finally realized like I have no reason for a phone, uh, but it did have snake on it. 
Tight. So I effectively got a cool snake playing device, uh, and that was that was definitely worth. That's it. That's tight as hell. What adult was like? You know what prize we should get? <laughs> right. An eleven year old who read a whole bunch. A cellular telephone. <laughs> yeah, that's and back then too, dude. Like what? I I just don't I don't understand. I would really love to know like just how that came about. Whose fucking idea that was? I feel like that kids thought it was cool as shit, dude. I was waving that cell phone around. I think I was just carrying it as like a fashion item. Like, yeah, oh, hell yeah. You know, Do you have a making belt a lot clip? of calls. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, no belt clip. Fuck, man, you'd been drowning in fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. What a horrifying combination of words. I'm sorry. I'm in a weird mood tonight. I'm on a weird mood. That's pretty funny, though. Ah, shit. Let's teleport back in time, and we just, like, appear from the void, and we silently just pass this phone holder belt clip to my 11-year-old ass. And then, uh, you know, and then at this point, I'm married to, like, 20 women. I think that's how I think that's how that would work out. It cannot so if you, resist if you got the phone a, belt clip. If you got a track phone belt clip in fifth grade, you would convert to Mormonism and fucking have <laughs> ten wives. That's exactly where my mind was going. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. You know? That's the gateway drug, Arthur. The belt God. clip is the gateway drug to Mormonism. God damn it. Alright, we gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, good, good fucking times, my friend. That's that was really funny. Um, hey, 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 Donovan. Yeah, what's up? Our interest song is the song "Hanging On" by the <laughs> band Knower. You can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. Hey, hey, our outro music is the is the fucking song Stephanie by the motherfucking Hey Fellows. You can find it at Instagram.com slash the hey fellows or on spotify and you better enter it in as three words it's the hey fellows you can fucking run and tell that home 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 boy Belch. so uh it's been great having you with us and it's been great doing the show and it's a big highlight to my week and uh i'm about to start uh, a second job i'm gonna be working two jobs and trying to do this shit, and trying to play X-Wing, and trying to play video games, and trying uh, uh, to have some semblance of sanity. So I, I get the sense that the shows are going to become significantly more unhinged the less time I have to do them. I'm down for that. Uh, so look for some weird ones coming up. Uh, hey, guess what? I love you. Bye. By the way, uh, Black Box... Uh, the little wine boxes you can get at like Walgreens. It's like four bucks. That's a that's a good chunk of wine. wasn't too bad. Uh, I guess the episode was brought to us by uh, by them. <laughs>